it's April, and I'm here again this week with Tony to do a little bit talk about pets and to ask Veronica some questions. Um, I have an update on Miss Marple. She, this is week two of her being in her cast. Um, remember, she pulled her metatarsals out chasing a cat off the desk. And she's doing pretty good. Um, the doctor says it's healing well. I have to take her every week where they change the cast, check on the foot, and they x-ray it to see if, that you know, things are sticky. And they say, yeah, that it was, she didn't break it. She didn't break a bone or shatter a bone. She dislocated two metatarsals. So they said it's actually, they think, you know, it might even be a little bit before that, but they said we got to be careful because they could pop out again if they're not really anchored in. So, but she's doing well. She's gained weight. When I got her, she was four pounds. Now she's six pounds. And her little, her little ribs aren't sticking out anymore and her little backbone isn't sticking up anymore. So she's looking good and feeling good. And speaking of feeling good, Guinness, his, this is his birthday month. He's going to be 19 years old. Knock on wood. The meds are working. He's doing well. Um, he doesn't see so well. He can't hear too good. And he's very slow moving around, but he's still in charge. He's still yelling at everybody. And as long as he's doing that, I'll keep him here till he's 30, you know, if he's having quality of life. And he takes his meds like a champ. And all the stuff I'm giving him has been obviously working. Um, it's my regular the vet that he goes to can't believe it. Um, he said, by all stretch of the imagination, he said, this dog should not be here. He said, but here he is. And he's having quality. So I'm feeling pretty good about the animals. And everybody, you know, we had like a little bout. We had Marco. We had Guinness. <laughs> he had the dogs getting teeth pulled. I mean, it's like, oh, my God. So I think I've reached the end of my having to go to the vet every five minutes. I've got just Miss Marple, who has to keep going for four more weeks. We've got to take her in. But, you know, having pets is expensive. And, boy, vet bills, yikes. <laughs> They're off the scale expensive, too. So take good – I would give supplements and vitamins and everything to your animals, starting from a young age, to really build them up so that they're very strong when they hit that old age level and maybe can fight off stuff and last a little longer because – I think there's not a person on the planet who has a dog, cat, or a pet that wants less time with them. You always want more time. And even, like, I've spent 18 years with Guinness. It's not long enough. <laughs> I'll take another 18. So we all want our pets to live forever, and unfortunately some of them can't. But taking really good care of them from the time they're very young, I think is helpful to that. Because I started giving Guinness vitamins and stuff when he was young. And he's got a good fortitude, and he certainly has an attitude. And I'm just pleased to death that he's still here. How is your brood doing there over there, Tony? Well, we're all doing good, you know, knock on wood. Um, everyone is fine. I'm waiting for the heat to break. So I can take them in and give them a bath because, you know, they're made of wool and wool will take forever to dry if it doesn't cool off outside. So that's oh, about yeah. the thing I have to report. Um, we're all good. 
Oh, my God, yes. It has been crazy. I want Christmas. I want snow. I want overcast skies. Ah, you like, well, I, you know, I have to admit, I like rain, too. I like rain. Yeah. I'm not a, not a big snow person because I'm not a big cold person. I know um, you're. And, and my feet are pretty arthritic. If I live, like, in a damp, cold place like Michigan or even there in Maine, if it's damp and cold, it yeah. flares up. Yeah, it flares up. So even, in the, you know, <laughs> if it gets real humid they'll flare up. So any kind of moisture like that. So that's why California kind of works for me, at least right now, because it's the Yeah. Fly. Oh, I know. I know. But no, mm-hmm. I'm waiting for all this to be over. I only have probably a month. Uh, yeah, because right after... And then, and then all the renters will go away and everything will calm down and traffic will be good. Ah, uh, this is yeah, a good thing. Well, you know, I, I was, I was never like this before. I used to love the heat. But somewhere along the way. Yeah. I, yeah. So that's my story. <laughs> I think it's because of our youthful age. I think so, too. I do. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm good right now. Okay, well, I'm going to go get Veronica. And you shuffle off to Buffalo with our audience. Okay. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show today. And um, don't hesitate to write in to innerwhispersradio.com. And that's I-N-N-E-R whispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Mm, Yes, we are. Good day to you. Good day to you. Our first question is coming from Ben. Did humans evolve on Earth, or were we aided by other alien life forms? Well, we think it's a combination. There certainly was an evolutionary moment in a primate kind of way that was happening on the planet almost from the very beginning, things were starting to move into that direction. But, of course, physical evolution like that can sometimes take thousands of years. Now, it would be silly for all of you to think that this planet Earth has never been visited by other life forms from other places. Of course there was. And along the way, there was some insertion of other DNA. People know about this. And... There was a certain group that was filtered in with some other DNA. Yes. Some of them weren't. Some humans were not, um, the Homo sapiens were not, you know, close to any sort of the alien thing. So it's it's both things. So both statements are actually true in a way. It depends upon your perspective. But along the way, there were more advanced civilizations of aliens coming from other places and knew a lot more than the humans did on Earth. So there was some talk, there was some learning, and there was some, we'll say, experimentation, and probably even intermarriage, you know, where they, an alien and an Earthling got together. 
so we do think, yes, there is a smattering, and sometimes a big smattering, of DNA that is not human, that is in some of you, to what is multi-Q. And we'd say that it would be foolish to think otherwise. Okay, our next question is from Trevor. Is it possible in our dreams to meet and talk with a loved one who is crossed over, like a mother or a grandmother? The dream state is a fluid space and not utilized enough, we think. It is the perfect arena where spirit and physicality can meet up. When you go to sleep, you move into that dream state moment. You're kind of out of your body. So you're not really linear when you're dreaming. You're more focused in the more eternal space. When the person who has crossed over, like say grandmother or grandfather or whatever, wants to meet with you and is having a hard time pushing into the thick, dense physical reality. And they all try, but some are successful, but some are not so much. The dream state is an arena where you can have conversations. The important thing for the incarnate to do is to start remembering your dreams, make a practice of remembering them. We've heard there are dream journals that you can make and can write down your dreams and get focused in it a little bit more. If you want to meet up, say, with Grandma and talk to her for a little bit, you can. But you have to practice that concentration. They're practicing it all the time. So for them, it's a little bit easier. And you're really moving into their space instead of them moving into your space. So we would say the dream state is a wonderful tool for such communication. So if you're interested in something like that, start a dream journal and start engaging that arena so that you're more familiar with it and can get to it quicker and, most importantly, remember more. You wouldn't want to have a meet-up with your mother and then not remember it, because sometimes you don't remember your dreams. But if you practice, you can. So we'd say it's a wonderful tool and should be utilized. All right. Uh, Valerie writes in, do we reincarnate with the same people over and over every time. There are groups of energies that travel together from life to life. They are called cadres. Um, there is a lot of information about cadres, etc., in the Michael books. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, read the Michael books, Messages from Michael. Um, Quinn Chelsea Yarbrough wrote them because she was involved in a channeling group. And she wrote about all of it, of this energy called Michael. And he did an extensive dissertation on it, practically. So if you're interested, read those books because they can be helpful to you. You, When you reincarnate, oftentimes a cadre can have hmm, 10 to 20 people in it. Not everyone in the cadre incarnates every single time, but a lot of them do. So you do reincarnate with your cadre. Now, we call the other ones, there's other like outside like um, supporting players, not the starring ones, but the supporting players come in as well. So there's some that come in and out that don't go from life to life. They may show up randomly 
here and there. But a cadre usually goes with you every time, but not necessarily the whole group, the 10 to 20. Sometimes maybe only four people from the cadre, but it's still a repetitive moment with the same energies. So, yes, read the Michael books. Um, we think that that would offer a little more in-depth and exampling, there would be example sets for those of you who are very interested. Okay. Um, Alex would like to know, I do not belong to any religion. Well, I still, I still have an afterlife. Yes. He wants to know if he will still have an afterlife if he's not religious. Okay. And you have to remember that religion is man-made. Spirituality is eternally made. You will have an afterlife because your afterlife is not based upon a religion. It's not Catholic. It's not Buddhist. It's not Hindu. It's not Jewish. It's not any of that. It's a connection with your soul. And if you're connected to your soul and that eternal energy, when you cross over, you're going to participate in that spiritual way. And probably not even think about the religious moment. Now, we know some of you who are deeply religious in this lifetime think that, you know, everybody everybody is going to be involved in their own religious moment and therefore won't have an afterlife. Those who are not religious have afterlives. And sometimes they're a little bit more intricate. They're not limited to just one concept because if you're spiritual, you accept all spirituality, all perspectives of it, and not the religious thing, because it seems that there's a little bit of competition of who's got the best religion. If you look through your history book, there's always this argument, well, I have the true religion. No, I have the true religion. And that's because it was man-made. So we would say very much that religion doesn't really key into this. The people, like Jesus and Buddha, they're all there, but they're not pushing the agenda. And the things that they did, Jesus and Buddha, have been redone and revised and redone and revised for centuries. So a lot of it isn't as pure as it used to be. So know that when you cross over, no matter what was going on religiously, it's your spirit, it's your soul that determines how you will proceed outside of linear reality, and nothing else. Okay, Veronica, that was our last question. And if you'd like to take a break and come back and give the message to the world, that would be great. All right. Okay, well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the show and, and you know, write in to innerwhispersradio.com. And, you know, if you want to ask extended questions on the questions we had today, feel free to do that as well. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Well, still there. Earth is still rotating on its axis around the sun. The energy of the planet, we would say, is improving a bit. There's starting to be a little less roughness on the edges, and we're hoping that this is a new trend that will keep going that way. 
All you need at this time to get in touch with your own heart and soul. Spend a lot of time there. Nurture the spiritual part of you and bring it forward. And a good way to do that is to practice kindness. Even if you feel like jumping up and down and giving somebody a hard time, perhaps put yourself in their shoes for a second and respond with kindness and helpfulness rather than judgment and negativity. There's too much of negativity at this time. It needs to be pushed back. It needs to be toned down. If you feel yourself getting negative, stop yourself. Have a moment of self-awareness where you go, hmm, this isn't a good way to go. I think I'm going to calm down before I continue. The level of chaos can drop significantly if each of you decided to practice the kind moment and the moment of looking at the world through eyes that may not be your own whenever you can. We think the world, the earth that you're on, is worth saving. It's a beautiful place. It's a little bit like a, you know, misused child, but it's getting better. And the magic and the beauty that the earth can bring forward should always be met with kind energy and loving energy as well. If the harmony can be created, the world will continue, perhaps in a better way. So every day, appreciate what's around you, be self-aware, and decide that you're going to participate with a level of spirituality, kindness, and love. Even if you don't feel like it, attempt to pull it off and do it. It's time for everyone to take responsibility for their own participation. Instead of pointing fingers at everyone else, point at yourself and say, what are you doing to help the world? Point the finger at you. Or what are you doing to mess it up? Point the finger at you. If everybody took responsibility, the world would be a much better place. Don't blame anybody else. Always look to yourself first and be self-aware. That will promote growth, that will promote harmony, and it will, most importantly, it will promote peace. And that's what we're all looking for, is peace. All right, Veronica, a beautiful message. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. We'll be back with you next week with more questions. Until then, bye-bye.